say I'm difficult. They say I'm drunk even when I'm not. Sure, I take dolls. I gotta get some sleep. I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning and sparkle, Neely, sparkle. Mr. Quick, I am a human being. Do you know what that means? It means I set a price on myself, a high, high price. You may be surprised to know it, but I've got quite a lot to give. I've got things I have been saving up my whole life. Things like love and understanding and, and jokes and good times and good cooking. The calla lilies are in bloom again. Such a strange flower. Suitable to any occasion. I like to feel free. You can get lonesome being that free. You can get lonesome being that busy. <laughs> now, who would think to look at us that we got the same problem? Hello, friends, and welcome back to the third episode of Such an Old Soul, the podcast with me, Dominique Lessing. I'm very happy that we're here together once again, and I thought it would be interesting and fun to chat about an auction that took place in April, early April, of my favorite star, Doris Day, who passed away um, last year, last May, at 97 years old. And if you don't know who she is, she was a very famous actress, singer. She had a television show. And she was a big animal rights activist for over 50 years. This is Dick Stroud with The Sound of Hollywood. Today we travel to MGM Studios to talk with America's number one female box office star, Doris Day. It's a great pleasure to welcome you. Thank you, Dick. It's my pleasure. We'll be back for a glance at Doris Day's phenomenal show business career after this message. And she had two animal foundations throughout her life. She made 39 films starting in the late 40s, and she ended her film career in 1968 with with Six You Get Egg Roll, and then she started a TV series on CBS, and she was on television for five years, a five-year series, The Doris Day Show. And then after that, she did, um, well, a special during her television series. Specials were a really big deal in the 70s, a musical special. And then she did another one um, right after her series ended. Oh, boy. Doris Day special, Beautiful Baby, page 15. Pick up three, take one. And her singing career started... In the big band era, when she was a lead vocalist for Les Brown and his band. And then she had her own solo career in the late 40s, 50s, 60s. And actually, there's some recordings in the 70s, too. Funny how you 
She did a lot in her life, and I first discovered her when I was just turning 13. And I saw her film Pillow Talk, which came out in 1959. It has a great title sequence in the beginning with throwing pillows and I just thought oh this looks fun and really beautiful and I was hooked on the story and her acting and, and just her essence which really comes through in every role that she's ever been in and and I really resonated with her and uh, she had a lot of values and just truly her spirit um, that I felt a kinship with. So that's kind of the background of how I became interested in her work and in you know her life and and it hasn't ended since I was 13. Now I'm 26 and you know that love has never died. It's only strengthened. I'm grateful for Doris Day and I was incredibly, you can imagine, very heartbroken and still to this day very sad that she passed away last year. But she had her they had an auction which her estate put together uh, this past April and it was on April 4th and 5th and it was a really interesting event two-day event and I've I've come to realize especially when you when you see Doris Day from the surface you might not think that there's a lot there until you really delve deep and you see the incredible depth she has. That's the same thing that goes along with so many events related to her become very strange, very um, intense, very loving, very outrageous. A lot of odd things happen whenever I've gone to something related to her. And she's not maybe specifically involved, but it's people that appreciate her or you know something to that regard and and that was exactly the case with this auction so i definitely want to to really break down the two days and now i am able to relive it time has gone by i feel calm about it and i can talk about it and uh, with you all and i would love to hear if you watch the auction or were a part of it too please let me know so i'm just going to take a quick um break and i'd love for you to hear from doris day herself and you can hear her talking about her home and a lot of things that actually were up for auction i'm painting every, i'm having uh, i should say having things painted and i'm painting everything in the house and it's wonderful my house the walls um, are the color of French vanilla ice cream. Do you know what that is? That's not just white. And it's not just cream. It's creamier than cream. Uh, and it has a, just a hint of, of a yellow tone in it so that it's, it's so pretty. And um, my entire house, all the walls are wood and they're all painted that color. And the woodwork is, is white. It's called Skylight. 
And it's very, it's a very pretty white. It isn't just a stark white white that looks almost gray. It's a very warm, pretty white. And uh, we're doing that. And I just uh, bought the most beautiful awnings you've ever seen. And they are bright geranium red and they're gorgeous they're they just they just knock me out they're so much fun because i have these gorgeous orangey red geraniums everywhere and that's the color of the canvas in my awnings and they look wonderful i'm looking at them right now by the way Every, you know, bit of her home was personally chosen by her because she lived there for 40 years and her attention to detail and what made her happy was very important to her. And so now we fast forward to her auction and this was really the first time that all of us admirers of her got to see really what was in her home and what she appreciated and what she had in her home and and even the look of her home as she describes it in that audio recording that was done in the 90s Um, but but we had never seen it so it was very in a way bittersweet and exciting to get the book, which if you wanted to pay the ridiculous, I think, high price of $100 to buy this book that Julian's estate put out, which had every item up for auction, you'd be able to see what her home looked like. Because as I flip through the pages right now, I'm seeing the first page and it has a whole landscape photo of her home and it's beautiful yellow on the outside with the red awnings on the outside and it was just in perfect condition and just like she described it and it is of no surprise that she lived here it just is exactly what I would have expected so anyway I was very lucky to have received this auction book which says the property from the state of Doris Day April 4th and 5th 2020 Julian's auction which is located in Beverly Hills California and this was a book that um, my family got me for my birthday which was in March so it was really great timing Um, and I got to kind of celebrate the auction with my birthday. So that was nice. As I flip through the pages, it it basically shows you all of the items that were up for auction. Each day had um, close to 600 lots per day. That's a lot of items. I don't know since that's 600 items a day. And it started on April 4th at 10 a.m. and it went through all kinds of items so we're talking about chairs in her home Um, we're talking about tea kettles um, movie scripts um, actual copies of films which she had copies of 
almost every one of her films. She also had nightgowns and um, clothing. Most of the clothing was from almost the bulk of her television show, which was in 68 to the early 70s. And there was a lot of incredible um, clothing from that period, which she wore. And they they did a really great job, the auction house, of putting in images of her wearing the clothes. So you could really see she did wear it. And if I were to bid on this, this um, jacket, I would have known that she did wear it, even though it was on a TV show and it wasn't really personally worn in her everyday life. I mean, she still did wear it. So they really made sure to take photos of any opportunity they they found where they saw that she was wearing the item or sitting in the chair or holding the teacup. So as you peruse the book, you can see all these really personal touches that they made, which I I give kudos to them, and I think that that was really lovely um, for them to do and also exciting for us to see her in all these different lights, you know, from personally at home, in her kitchen, to to being on her TV set. It, that was very cool. So I know what you're thinking. Well, what were you going to bid on anything? What was I? What did I have my eye on? Well, a couple of months before the auction started, they did list many of the items that were going to be up for auction. I, I was trying to be smart and save up for it. And I mean, I'm a working young girl. I knew I was not going to be able to buy a ton of items or even more than a couple of items. But they really, the estate really did make a big announcement and hoopla that everybody would be able to have an item. And she really was for the every girl. You know, I feel like the way she lived her life was very practical. She loved beautiful things. And you can tell from the auction, she had beautiful crystal and beautiful, very well-made original pieces and, and wonderful artwork that she had for years. We're talking about 50, 60, 70 years. What could I bid on that was really used every day or every week Often, not a piece of silver, not a diamond brooch that she wore maybe once in her life, um, or a hat because she did love hats. And she said on Lucille Ball, if you don't know who that is, I Love Lucy, um, on Lucy's show, her radio show in the 60s, she said that she liked hats, but there wasn't like this enormous enthusiasm for hats. But she did love a great practical hat. You and hats. Um, you never wear a hat in private life, do you? I do. Oh, do you? Because oh, I've never hats. seen you. Anything. I don't wear frilly, fancy. Only on the, uh, on the on the on the screen. I see you in the most fabulous, wonderful things. And well, you know, when when you wear a suit, a hat seems to sort of finish the whole thing. Absolutely, off, your think. suits and your coats that uh, you wear uh, demand hats, I but think still, so. in, in private, I, I never wear a hat. Well, uh, in California, you feel pretty silly. You know, you put That's a hat on, I mean. everybody says, where are you going? Yeah, you can't wear that to Chasen's, you know, and... Uh, it just isn't done out here much. No. You feel too but dressed up. But you do up. it? 
Um, I wear sporty hats and, and sometimes a very simple hat with a suit. Alrighty, so I know that I'm rambling on about everything before the auction started, but we have a lot to talk about. So let me get to April 4th, 2020, just a couple months ago, when the auction started. And it was right at the beginning of quarantine, at least here in Pennsylvania. So I was at home, everybody was at home, and they had just changed the auction to be all remote and through the internet. It was supposed to be literally live from Beverly Hills somewhere, I guess at Julian's auction, duh, of course. <laughs> and so people would have been going there and you would have been able to bid live, which would have been exciting, but I would have been so sad I wouldn't have been able to be there. And so I was a little happy that it kind of was fair for everybody and it was remote and we were going to be having to bid online and then they were going to broadcast the auctioneer bidding off each item on the screen, on your computer screen, and then you would have your bidding number, which you had registered for previously, earlier, and then you'd be all ready to bid. And you couldn't see how many people were on. But I, So I didn't know, was there a 1,000 people? Was there 100,000 people? Were there 50 people? I really didn't have a clue. Um, but I was expecting a pretty big turnout since it was only online. And I had my money saved. I was ready to go. And I was so excited. It was 10 a.m. I remember calling my all my friends and family knew, don't bother me for the next two days. I am grounded to this couch. I ordered myself breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was like, I am not cooking. I am not moving. I am dedicated to this auction because I had been waiting a long time for this day. Now I had my items ready to bid. I had decided on a couple of items and the estimates for every item I had chosen was under $500. So I was not, at least um, for me economically, what I had saved up, I was not reaching for the stars. I am aware, yes, it was a virus. Many people will give me a lot of, I'm sure, flack and issues for spending a lot of money at this terrible time. But as I said, unfortunately, this was the time the auction happened. It was just during a very hard time in our world. But I wasn't going to give up on this opportunity um, just because of that. You know, I had to be smart about it and um, kind of let go of my other feelings of trying to be responsible and know that this was a one-time moment, one time. So when April 4th came, I was ready to go. I had my little bit of money saved up. I had the items I wanted, which was a knit hat. It was her a blue cashmere hat. It had no logos on it. It had no, like nothing on it, no name brand. This was not a name brand hat. But it was a hat that she wore on Barbara Walters' show which is a little significant for me because Barbara Walters went to my college and it just has a, a double special meaning. And um, 
so she was a Sarah Lawrence girl as I am, and so it would have been special to have that hat. And she also wore it all the time. She wore it on the beach, she wore it at home, and there's many pictures of her wearing it throughout the 70s and 80s, and I'm sure she continued to wear it. And it's a beautiful blue-gray color. All right, I need to keep going. I get so excited talking about each item, but I, we have a lot of things to get to, so oh, I wish someone was here to, like, hit me so that I would move faster. Um, so that was one of the top items I really wanted. I also really wanted her boots because we're the same size, eight and a half, nine to nine and a half. And so all of her boots were that size and they were ranging around $200. So I was like, oh, okay, that would be about how much a leather beautiful made boot would be in real time now. So, you know, a boot from the 70s coming from her that would be very exciting to own so there were about two pairs of boots I had my eye on and then there was um, I believe two nightgowns I really thought I won't wear these because she was a lot taller than me she was around I think five eight and I'm five foot so you know they would be dragging on the ground but I thought it would be beautiful just to hang them up and you know I don't know smell them from time to time not to be weird but you know it would be nice to to have had them because I know she wore them and she really loved nightwear time to She had a lot of nightgowns, and in her autobiography, she writes a lot about her nighttime routine. So I knew that those were very special, and they're very intimate. And what did I say earlier? I really wanted something intimate and special. And, and that's what kind of shocked me about this auction is as I went along and saw what people were excited to bid on, they were all of these very large items and, and items that had no real, I felt, great intimate significance they had just kind of significance of the world of a gold record or of or of um sheet music that was you know first edition or something like that but but people weren't talking about well what about her hair combs and what about things that really had personal really intimate attachment to them so that's where I was coming from throughout this whole auction, and my mindset was on was on that, um, and uh, it it did sadden me a little bit that everybody else. It seemed like the energy about this auction was about these top items, but um, that was not my mindset. So those were the items and then the last items I was hoping to maybe get were her perfume because I mean that is the most personal item a woman can wear in my opinion your your perfume is has your scent it becomes what people know you for it be, it becomes a very intimate scent if you especially if you have you know a loved one that is very close to your neck and close to your face you know they they become aware of what your scent is and it becomes very not only romantic and and special in that way but it really shows people 
so much of who you are by by your your specific smell and everybody has a different one even if you don't wear perfume and um my grandmother when i was little had a very specific scent to her smell to her of of um kind of baby powder and and like a white flower and rose flower and i always thought of her with that smell and so i knew that if I had this perfume, it would be what Doris Day smelled like, and I would be able to smell something that that was really so much of her essence, and that was extremely um, special to me. And there was a bottle, there were three bottles, they had three lots of perfume, but one of the lots had perfume that was almost empty, and I knew that meant she wore them, obviously, all the time and kept them even though they were almost empty so i had my eye on that so we had the hats the nightgowns the shoes and the perfume and that was all on my list of things to bid on so it's 10 a.m auction has started i've got my screens on i'm ready to roll here and we have the auctioneer and his name is zach he's a young guy like in his 30s and he's at a podium. I'm just trying to set the scene here because you all weren't there. So <laughs> this is what it looked like. There was a podium. It said Julian's Auction, real fancy. And um, then there was another screen that had everybody bidding. So the bidding numbers were coming in. And you couldn't see how many people were bidding, but you could just see them flying in. And he said, welcome to the auction. I'm so sad I don't have that recording. I, I wish I would have done that, but I'll just pretend to be him. He was like, thank you for coming to Julian's auctions. This is the property from the estate of Doris Day. Each piece in the sale has a special meaning to the star because she saved it used it, wore it, and lived with it. And then he began the auction. And the first item, lot number one, was the Doris Day sweatshirt um, from the Doris Day Best Friends, which was, I forgot to mention, a short animal series she did in, in the 80s. And it was just a blue, like a navy-colored regular sweatshirt. This was not cashmere. This was not silk. This was just an everyday sweatshirt. And the estimate was 100 to $200. So the bids are coming in. They're coming in. And I'm watching all this. And it went up to $1,250 was the winning bid for a sweatshirt people. This was a sweatshirt. I was like, oh my God. And it went to bidder 811. And I was like, okay, wow. 811 really wanted that sweatshirt. <laughs> Alrighty. So we went to lot two and it was a 14 karat gold Doris Day um, animal foundation pin. And it was gold. So, but the estimate was 100 to $200. So I'm seeing the bids going and going and going and going. And it goes up to $875. And who won that? 811 again. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, they won another item. We keep going. There was a frog brooch that she wore um, on her television series in, in one or two episodes. The estimate was much higher to $2,000 to $3,000. It went again to eight eleven dollars at $5,120. And I have actually it here because I'm a 
user of the auction house so I can still see the winning bids. So I'm not making these numbers up. And then we went to her clothing from a couple films, and each one of those went $5,000, $4,000 for a nightgown. I was, I was uh, quickly becoming blown away by this. It really was. And it, it kept going on. There was her Doris Day Awards that she had won through the years. Um, her Barbie doll went for $7,680. And as we're going, I'm noticing that particularly the clothing, like her leather jacket that she wore in her last film went for almost $5,000. And the same person was winning it, and it was eight eleven. Now, I don't know who that was. I don't know if it was a a company, a foundation, an organization, or a single billionaire, you know, I don't know. Um, but they started to bid on every item. If we go to lot 36 and lot 37, these were costumes from her movie and television show, and they each went for $5,000. And this is a nightgown. These are both nightgowns and then an evening gown. Um and then we went to the prized moment, which was the beanie hat. And I was, oh, my hands were sweating. I was getting so nervous because 811, bitter 811 was buying everything. And I thought, I'm not so sure I'm going to win this knit hat. Even though the estimate was 500 to $700, I don't know. And it was only at around 1130 at that time. To- around that time and I said all right so I'm, I'm ready to bid and I'm, I'm ready to click that button bid and we're on the knit hat and it's going up and up and up and up and up and it went to almost five thousand dollars for a knit wool cap was it it was a blend of cashmere but regardless of that it's because she wore it so much but who won that item Hmm, let us guess, 811. And so I knew, I was like, I'm doomed. This auction, I felt already this real negative energy coming through this auction that the same person was winning everything and that there was no chance for any of us. And there were, I, I'm sure, thousands of people on here to win, that this person had their money ready and they were going to spend it. Ooh, I feel myself like losing my breath. I need to calm down. Let me take a breath. Everybody take a breath. <sighs> okay, let's continue. I got I'm getting all worked up again and the auction is over. So, let's be in the present. <laughs> okay. So, I ended up losing that bid. It was I was very disappointed about that. But the the auctioneer he was so funny and I really liked him he really made uh, really lifted all of our spirits and and he was a really fabulous guy and I actually found myself tweeting a lot of what he was saying I was live tweeting the whole process the whole day online and this is a couple of things he said when I think of Doris Day I think disco (laughs) he was really bringing the wit to the auction because there was a lot of disco pants that she had 70s disco pants that were being sold and it was just very funny and he was holding them up and saying that and um 
And as I was saying before, there was this this auctioneer named Martin, who was the head auctioneer, and he was taking the evil bidder eight eleven, and uh, on the phone, and you could tell that he was really working that person, and they were bidding and winning and and so I had a really funny picture of Doris looking annoyed and I said this is me during the Doris Day auction when I hear Martin's bidder on the phone one more time (laughs) which Zach would constantly be saying about who won so I was trying to you know make light of it and and Zach the auctioneer really helped all of us as I said the one lovely line I loved that he said was elegance doesn't stop and start when you go through the door it goes where you are and that was in reference to some of the really elegant items that she had and the really tasteful lovely pieces which is very important to remember and I think that's a really nice quote of this whole podcast episode to remember elegance does not stop and start when you go through the door it is goes wherever you are and that you are the elegance personified so let's all remember that and uh getting back to the auction I just was getting pretty defeated feeling and and 811 just kept winning and winning and winning and um I was like oh my god and so as we get through the day let me just tell you some more items she had a lot of gloves she wore gloves driving and she she of course wore a lot of gloves in the 60s and 70s they went up for auction 811 won all of those of course We got to her shoes. She had some beautiful um, 1970s sandals and heels. 811 bought those as well. They bought um, pretty much every item, almost all 500 items, except for some of the things that were in her home, but almost all of the jewelry purses there was quite a bit of purses from doctor's bags she really loved a good leather doctor bag to evening clutches to leather tote bags um they didn't bid 811 didn't really bid on the head scarves too much which was i think great because a girl i know won those which was really nice but they did win Almost everything from the 1960s to 1970s and early 80s. A lot of the late 80s and 90s and 2000 clothing, there wasn't a lot of that, to be honest. But some of it did go to other people. But the bulk, I'm talking over 300 items, went to the same person. So I was, you know, very sad about that. And as much as I'm not into jewelry, I actually really don't like jewelry. I don't like wearing it very much. It would have been nice to have been able to bid on a piece of jewelry that she had worn. But I knew instantly that that was not going to happen. Um, But as I said before, it was very exciting, at least the first day, to get to see all the items and see her home and the beautiful things in her home. From her driver's license they had, they had her passport for say, for auction. And these things went very high. We're talking over 
And then if we go to the second day, I tried to rest up, but I was feeling like this is not going to happen for me. I really don't think it's going to happen. The second day, there was another 500 lots. Oh, and the first day did not end until 8 at night. It went from 10 a.m. to 8 at night. And then the second day started at 10 and did not end until 10 at night. Unbelievable. And this is Eastern Standard Time. I could not believe that the auction was over like 10 hours long. I They did take a little break in between, but I was just stunned. And the second day was very exciting because it was a lot more of her clothing from the 70s and paintings and things in her home but who 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 do we guess who I wonder who hmm, I wonder who won all of those things I am a little bitter 811 won all those things I'm still annoyed it's not right it's not fair because there were so many probably lovely young wonderful people that didn't get anything and that had a minimal small budget and just wanted a little piece of Doris Day in their life, and they didn't get it, and that really saddens me. The second day, I was feeling very defeated, but finally, lot 905 was the perfume bottles. I was, I started to cry because I thought, you know, I'm the other perfume sold for $900,000. That was out of my budget, and I just thought, this is not going to happen for me. It is not going to happen. But the Doorstay perfume bottles came up, and I just, it was getting a little quiet, and I put a bid in, and I won the bid. Cheers. Yay. Finger snaps. All the good stuff. I actually won the Doorstay lot 905 perfume bottles. The estimate was 200 to $300. Unfortunately, I had to pay a little more. But but I actually won them, and it was still reasonably in my budget, and I, I couldn't believe it, and I beat that 811, and I am so happy about that. And the the bottles, one of them was close to being empty. That meant she wore it. Remember, I wanted something personal, and I couldn't have gotten a more personal, lovely, lovely item. Um, three items. I got three perfume bottles, um, and it was just, oh, it was so exciting. And I actually... I have video of, of me opening them, which you can see if you follow me online, but the one was called Tweed Perfume, and the other one was um, Sophia Loren, the actress. She had made a perfume, and that was the one that was close to empty that Doris wore, looks like, all the time. And it had a wonderful baby powder, like... Um, light musky rosy scent that was so lovely and oh I I smell it now every morning and it's just so special and the other one was a Miss Dior Cherie perfume Christian Dior perfume and uh it's that one was a quarter used and actually when it came it had some of I couldn't believe it. White paint, the vanilla paint that she talked about, it had that on the bottle. 
and I will never take it off. So I actually have a little piece of Doris Day's literal home in my life as well. And so I got the three bottles, and it was, oh, I, when that auction lot was over, I was crying and jumping up and down and dancing and just having the greatest time by myself. I couldn't believe that it happened. And I want to thank my friend Chuck Renata, who who really was supporting me throughout that and, and was really encouraging me trying to win an item. And, and to the lovely, lovely women and one in particular who offered to give me one of the watches that she had won. She had won a lot of four of them and that she was going to send me and she didn't even know who I was and she just felt so bad that I hadn't been able to you know win any items so I'm so grateful for the kindness and and that's what Doris Day was all about kindness and and joy and warmth and and the fact that that these people who appreciated her were willing to help me out for nothing for nothing um was so special and and I did in fact win an item so I of course I didn't take the watch or the you know other things but I I'm immensely grateful for that moment and um, very happy that, I mean, a couple of people were able to win an item here and there. But, you know, I can't believe that the same person won over 600, 700 items. I just want to read a couple more comments that Zach said that were really funny. He was the auctioneer. who was, He was my favorite. There were two auctioneers, but he was my fave. And he wrote, he said, who wrote this catalog and said this was a delightful blouse? Does that mean you aren't delightful if you don't bid? So good. So good. Um, yeah, I really liked him. He really, as I said, boosted all our spirits and made it a lot of fun. And... It was very dramatic. People were really heated on Twitter about Bitter 811. One person said, let's take shots every time we hear Martin's phone bitter or bitter 811 again. (laughs) It just, everyone was at their wits ends about it. And I really believe that that's not what Doris Day would have wanted. I really feel that she was very inclusive and for everyone and wanted all of her loved ones and the people who loved her, who she loved to have a little piece of, of her life. And I know that I feel very, very strongly about that. And um, and she just she loved the people who loved her and and um, and gave her so much joy and and it was returned we we got so much joy from her and and uh, and she said it over and over again in in her audio recordings that I have and I just feel very sadly that one person got all of those things but that is how it goes and um, that's how it went and so that was my auction Doris Day estate auction journey there was a lot of tears if you were here I had a couple mini breakdowns yes I did because I lost every item I wanted almost until the very end (laughs) and it broke me broke me down um and there was a lot of joy and, and laughter from that auctioneer who brought the light and a lot of kindness from her fans 
who were a part of my life during this. And it was just a whirlwind of two days. If you were a part of this auction or you were bidding or you were there, I would love if you would write me and, and let me know um, what you thought about it. I'm sure I already know, but I would love to hear your comments on it. And um, I'm not, I just want to say, you know, I'm not someone that thrives on going to estate auctions or these kinds of things. But this was a very specific, peculiar, and personal um, time where I felt I wanted to really be a part of this auction because she means so much to me and I really wanted to have a little bit, a bit of her in my home and in my life forever um, to, to show my appreciation and my love. So... I am definitely not someone that does big estate auctions or is spending hundreds of dollars all the time. That is not my lifestyle and and that's not really what I'm all about. But and I don't and I definitely am not against people who do it, but this was a really kind of a one time thing for me and that's why it was so important and special because it was really about the person and it, it was incredibly bittersweet and sad. I wish that this auction, you know, didn't have to happen. You know, I wish she were here. Um, but all of the money raised went to her animal foundation and animals are so important to me and they're so important to her and um made me very happy to know that all the money I bid on went to the little four-leggers. So I want to thank you for listening to episode three of Such an Old Soul. I hope that you enjoyed hearing me ramble on about the Doris Day estate auction. I'm sure it bored many of you, and I'm sorry, but (laughs) there'll be episodes that bore us and others that will enjoy more. But I thought it would be fun to relive it a little bit. And now that time has gone by, I feel more... um, happy to to talk about it and um I'm really glad you were with me to to have our little fireside chat about it I'm just going to end this episode with some words from Doris Day and um I wish you all lots of love and kindness and happiness and joy um this rest of your the rest of the week ahead Um, Please subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your four-leggers, tell everyone to please listen so that I can keep doing this, and I will see you next week. Toodaloo! So, it's time for me to be quiet and let all of you go and and do and and have fun. And um, just know that I'm thinking of all of you with love and sending much, much love to all of you. And, uh, and I wish you everything good and a happy time. And, um, you know, I just don't know quite what to say, but um, you're all wonderful. And um, again, I wish that I could be there. Since I can't be, I'm there in spirit. You know that. My love and hugs to everybody. Bye-bye. And all the four-leggers say bye-bye, too, and send their love. I almost forgot to say that the auction ended up raising $3 million for the Doris Day Animal Foundation. So that's to help 
all kinds of animals in need and to give them homes and happy, healthy lives. So I'm so glad that it was a great success. Thank you.